In Mike Winger's video about Bethel's book, The Physics of Heaven, lead Bethel to take the book down. There's been a lot of controversy about this topic, and there's a whole lot to unpack with regards to this. So if you haven't been keeping up, the American Gospel 3 trailer came out, which discusses the tension between folks who believe in the gifts of the Spirit or people we would call consinuationists and folks who are cessationless, people that believe the gifts have ceased. In that, there was a lot of stuff about Bethel in there, and then that around the same time led to the subsequent video of Mike Winger reacting to this book that was seemingly endorsed by Bethel. You have chapters written by uh, Pastor Bill Johnson. I think the forward is by Pastor Bill Johnson. His wife wrote a chapter. So that book causing a ton of stir because Pastor Mike Winger here on YouTube did a great breakdown of all of the points in the book. And we're actually going to look at some of that video towards the end. So just make sure you stay to the very end because we're going to kind of get into some of the claims of quantum physics and how they're congruent with science and the new age. They're not. We'll just wait till the end. And so anyway, this has been causing a lot of conversation, especially with the Osbury revival and all the stuff that's happening with charismatics and God moving in potentially new ways. And so here is a clip of Dr. Michael Brown. If you guys don't know who Dr. Michael Brown is, he's a friend of the channel. He uh, does the Line of Fire radio show. He is uh, one of the few charismatics that is actually a scholar in the sense that he is well-trained in the Hebrew. I don't mean some rinky-dink mail-in university to get a diploma. I mean, he went into NYU, a credible university, learned the Hebrew, got his doctorate. He's been in the Lord for over 50 years. No blemishes or scandals on his personal life. He's debated hundreds of times, wrote a ton of books, challenged John MacArthur on his Strange Fire book, wrote a response to that. And so Dr. Michael Brown is a charismatic. He believes in the gifts of the Spirit. But on his broadcast earlier this week, he addressed some of the controversy with Bethel. And then we're going to come to this Mike Winger video here in a second. So this is from a few days ago. And again, uh, Dr. Michael Brown is a fan of the channel. So I wanted you guys to hear his reaction to the physics of heaven book. On the other hand, there are definitely practices that have come into question and should come into question. And, and there's, there's a wacky book, Physics of Heaven. Pastor Mike Winger recently did a major critique about it that's going viral on YouTube. And I've asked Bethel leadership about it. And despite endorsements and forward, the official word I was given was it does not reflect our values and teaching and is not taught anywhere in our school of ministry. So, so Pastor Mike Winger puts out a video Dr. Michael Brown, who's friendly with Bill Johnson and Chris over at Bethel, reaches out to Bethel and asks them about this book. Their official position is, well, this isn't something we really teach. Okay, now, I'm going to play you guys a clip from a student that went to Bethel and why I think this is a bit gaslighty. It's disassociating from the book, but it's definitely wacky and certainly of concern. So by all means, let's address the concerns. Amen. By all means. Amen. Let's raise the issues. As for so... Those of you guys that are, what are you talking about this, Ruslan? It's not fair. You don't, don't touch the Lord's anointed. There's Dr. Michael Brown saying we should raise the concerns. So, the book came down. This is Bethel's official website store. And when you search Physics of Heaven, what comes up is experiencing the heavenly realms. Physics of Heaven is no longer on their channel. Is it a coincidence that Mike Winger put out this video that Dr. Michael Brown then contacted Bethel and all of a sudden the book went down uh, coincidentally? I don't know. Maybe it's a coincidence, but we don't know. 
I wanted to share something from the Westwoods channel. You guys should all go subscribe to this channel, watch this video. This is from a creator who actually went to Bethel's School of Ministry for three years, did a bunch of stuff with them, taught all the same stuff. Let me set this up for you guys. The verse that's used by Bill Johnson, and you can find multiple videos of him using this, is Proverbs 14, 4. Where there are no oxen, the manger is empty, but from the strength of an ox come abundant harvests. So the way Bethel uses this, and again, this is, this is, this is common knowledge, is, well, because revival is messy, it, it just is what it is. So you're going to see us do some weird stuff. There's going to be some bizarre stuff. We don't really endorse any of this stuff. Grave soaking, tarot cards, physics of heaven. I could keep going on and on. We don't really endorse any of this stuff because, well, who knows? You know, uh, things just get messy. What can we do? We can't control people. This is, and so, and, and what they're missing is the concept of culture. Like, for example, when we're talking about genres of music, okay, there's a genre of music that I'm a huge fan of hip-hop music. There's no specific decrees or commandments or laws that says hip-hop should be misogynistic and violent and promote violence and all, right? There's no like code of conduct there. But when there's consistently stuff like that coming out of that and we see young people overdosing, we see people dying and getting being, you know, victims of violence. What we, we, we don't say the music and the genre is bad. We say it's from the culture that is being prescribed that's overflowing that even though there's no literal prescription from rap or music as an art form to do these things, right? And so Bethel is, is, is like, it, it's like they're acting like they don't know what drives culture is the leadership. It is the people who are doing things top down. So much so you got a secretary writing a book about this stuff, okay? It gives you a free pass for there being crazy things, and sometimes. So he says that verse, where there is no oxen, the manger's clean, gives them a free pass for there being crazy things. There being messes with revival, it basically gives you a free pass for there being crazy things, and sometimes blasphemous things, or not so scriptural things, or things that aren't really um, historically what the church believed, you know, that come up. And then um, I think it was Dr. Michael Brown mentioned how uh, he reached out to Bethel leadership if they teach those things in their school, and they said no. I'm gonna full stop that one and say, yes, they did. So he was a student. Jesse was a student at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. And he's telling you they taught this stuff. In his other video where he's reacting to Mike Winger's video, he's telling you that they did do the Christian tarot cards, that they did do the, the psychic stuff, that they did some of these wonky definitions were prophecies. Maybe they don't now, I'll give them that. I mean, I went 2008, 2011, so it's a while ago. But that book was published after I was there, which means it was in circulation. And it was 2014, and it was continuing to be in circulation and be used um, up until now. So to say it wasn't taught in the school, I can tell you right now, while I was there, much like on that video, many of those practices and things that we're talking about were things that were taught in the school. I think one of the parallels we talked about was spirit guides, and we can reclaim that. That's what Sozo is, guys. Sozo is spirit guides. Those are people that are, you sit down with them, you close your eyes, and they walk you through the Father Ladder in different ways to reconnect with the Godhead. And it's, it's, that's what a spirit guide is. Trances. One of the main things Jonathan Welton mentioned in his chapter about what he can, we can reclaim is trances. Bill wrote chapters in there. Benny wrote chapters in there. It was endorsed by Bill and Chris. So Bill is Bill Johnson, the lead pastor. Benny is his wife. They both have chapters in this book that they all of a sudden pulled and told Dr. Michael Brown that they don't endorse. Benny, and it's 
it, it's it's really strange of them, especially for Dr. Michael Brown to be like, oh yeah, well they don't teach that stuff. And I'm, I hate to break it to you, Dr. Michael Brown. Like, and if I would love to talk to you sometime, to be honest with you, because um, I actually love a lot of your work and I listen to a lot of your stuff. Um, but they did teach it, mm. and they have taught it in schools. There's a history mm. of teaching that stuff in schools. So I know you're just taking their word for it. I know I'm just some random kid that graduated from there. You know, let's just say they changed their mind about this stuff. Let's just say you went to Bethel after this book came out and they changed their mind. Shouldn't they make some sort of public statement and clean this up? In light of Pastor Mike Winger's video, we reevaluated and we don't really believe these things anymore and we were wrong. It's called calling your own foul. Why would we not call our own foul? And I think this is some of the issues with people in terms of positions of power in the evangelical industrial complex where they'll do some wonky stuff. And if, even if I give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well, they don't really believe that stuff anymore or who knows, they told Dr. Michael Brown, I'm gonna just give them the benefit of the doubt and say, they're not lying to Michael Brown's face directly. Shouldn't that stuff be repented for? It's no different than Stephen Furtick saying, I am God Almighty. Okay, maybe he misspoke. Shouldn't that be re repented for? Shouldn't that be cleaned up? Shouldn't we take ownership of the times we misspeak or the times we say something that is wrong? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think this is reasonable. So let's come back to Mike Winger's video with regards to the Bethel specifics of some of the goofy stuff that is packaged as quantum physics. And in his video, he shows how the, their quantum physicist isn't a physicist at all. He, he actually lies about that. So the guy in there isn't, isn't, isn't a physicist. And here is some of the stuff that the, that the book claims, okay? And then we're gonna look at the debunking of some of these claims. Many scientists are convinced those experiences indicate that thoughts, this is quantum physics, thoughts and emotions, as well as words, carry vibrational frequencies that radiate into our surroundings and not only affect our own thoughts and emotions, but also affect everything and everyone around us. No, they don't. Your thoughts aren't things. Your emotions don't have vibrations. Your, your, your words are your words. They don't affect everything and everyone around you. This is nonsense, okay? This is new age, okay? The idea that your thoughts and your feelings send out literal vibrations that impact people around you is not scientific. I know, I know, I know the secret. I know Oprah, I know Deepak Chopra. I know all, it's all hogwash. It's nonsense. This is not true. Nor does scripture teach this. Okay? When Jesus is talking about your faith, it is your faith that heals you. He's not talking about your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions. He's talking about your trust in him. You, you believing and trusting. Not you, you, you having the, the energy to muster up in your consciousness. That's not what that word means. Scientists are convinced that your emotions vibrate into the world and affect everyone around you. Not your expressions and they perceive, no, no, like actual vibrations on a, mac on a microscopic level, a quantum level. Um, they'll also go on to say in this book that if you have the right vibrations, the right frequencies in your vibrations, you can get miracles. Here's you ever hear about this like, oh, that's low vibrations, that's, that's high vibrations. You gotta tune the music to a specific key of C, 324C instead of 364C. This is all nonsense. If you're into the, the stuff from Bethel, and I really hope that this is not what they believe, and I really hope they come out and, they, and they, they renounce this stuff and they clean this up. But there's a book written, a review, by an actual quantum physicist called The Physics of Heaven. This is available for free. It's by uh, Martin Krauss. 
It, uh, Pastor Mike Winger has it available for you. You can, you can read this book, and this is a actual scientific response to some of the claims made by Bethel. Check it out. He says, the physics of heaven are used. Let's find out what's wrong scientifically, because they do this woo stuff, and normal people like you and me don't know quantum physics enough to respond. So we just have to ignore it or, or give them the benefit of the doubt. And I had somebody tell me this. I had somebody say, if you can't define what quantum physics is, how dare you say Bethel is wrong? I had somebody in the comment section say this to me. And I said, that's like saying, if I can't articulate all the intricacies of what Hinduism is, I can't say that, that's, that, 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 that's, that, that, that they hold a wrong belief. That's nonsense. Okay? So here's an actual quantum physicist responding to this. have to now, okay? Because here's some details. The physics of heaven argues that there was a significant overlap and agreement between quantum physics, New Age, and Christianity. However, their representation and interpretation of quantum physics contains severe errors, eroding the justification for any spiritual implications. There's three major, major claims that Ellen makes in chapter 12. One is the belief of the power of consciousness to influence material reality. Martin Krauss says, Dr. Krauss says, Ellen Davis claims that in chapter 12, a conscious human observer is necessary for the electron to make the transition from non-local state. This is wrong. Um, then I'm not gonna get into the details of all this. All the, the main point is they're wrong about what quantum physics actually says. They're wrong, guys. They're wrong, okay? This idea that there's one consciousness and it's all, it's just straight new age nonsense, okay? And by the way, this is the same stuff you hear from Eckhart Tolle that you're now hearing from Kendrick Lamar. We covered this extensively. There's one consciousness, that consciousness is in you, that consciousness is God, therefore you are God. Belief in a single universal consciousness that permeates all things. This right. is a new age belief that supposedly quantum physics, quantum physics supports. This is shocking. A universal consciousness that permeates all things. Here's quotes from the actual book. This is Eckhart Tolle. This is Kendrick Lamar. This, this is Deepak Chopra, right? The fact that they don't think consciousness is local, consciousness is everywhere. Physics of heaven. What's even more shocking was that at the quantum level, the world no longer acted like a machine, but seemed to act more like something alive that senses the desire of the observer and responds to it. They go on, quantum physics implies that everything that exists, even atoms and subatomic particles, has a form of consciousness, sometimes called a mind, and is interconnected through a universal consciousness, the one mind. This is what they got from the New Age, right? It's, it's, it, if, if you say the one mind is God, it's pantheism. If you don't, it's like a, it's like a type of deification of the universe um still it's like related to that maybe panentheism i don't know what the term is you're going to use for it but it, the point is it's unbiblical unchristian and untrue and unscientific this is what dr Krauss says about this davis seems to take einstein's expression spooky at a distance literally however quantum entanglement is the exact is exactly the opposite of conscious action when the state of one of the entangled particles is fixed by the measurement the other state is fixed as well there's no decision to be made anymore no random factor involved the second particle will always have exactly the same exactly the properties required to complement the measured part properties of the first one Here's a simpler way to put it. The overwhelming majority of the physical literature sees the physical world as an inanimate apart from as in, inanimate apart from biological life forms. In other words, the the idea that quantum physics or the Bible teach universal consciousness is not true at all. This is just a new age woo belief. They're abusing science and abusing scripture to teach you new age things and then act like you can then tap into the to the power and the vibrations and the consciousness of the material world. It's unbiblical. There you go. There you go. Okay? Go read that book for yourself. We'll have it linked up below. So, I know some of you guys are going to say, but, 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 but James says the power, is in the, the, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Okay, it does say that. Well, what are you saying? Do our, do our thoughts not matter? No, your thoughts do matter. Okay, your beliefs matter. They don't matter the way the New Age and the Bethel types claim they matter. 
in the way that your thoughts become things, in the way the secret says that your thoughts become things, in the way that you can manifest realities with your mind and that your words create worlds. We're hearing pastors say this now, okay? So your, you, what you believe about the world will determine how you behave. If you believe that you're just doomed to forever struggle and suffer and all these different things, well, then that will determine that you will behave accordingly. If you believe that you can never change and break this, this addiction, say you're struggling with PORN, well, then you will act accordingly, okay? So these things matter, your thoughts matter, but not in the way that your thoughts and your emotions have vibrations that impact your reality. That is nonsense. Your words matter. If you're talking reckless and cussing every other word and showing up, talking crazy at your job, guess what? Might get you fired. You say something crazy to your boss, yes, your words have the power of life and death, but not in the sense of, let me get up and say, I'm gonna be a decamillionaire. And you say these things to yourself in the mirror until you believe them. There's a lot of folks that have become very successful that have done none of this stuff, okay? They just did the right things over and over, set a goal, did the things that are congruent with that goal, broke it down to daily systems, and over time, that compounded effect got them to their goals. This isn't, this isn't what we're talking about. This is different, okay? So we're conflating these things, and when you think about the secret, and when you think about new age, and then you look at what Bethel is teaching, and the idea to declare things, decree things with your words, these are not biblical concepts, okay? These are not biblical concepts, and these are dangerous concepts. Why are they dangerous? Because the more you tell people you could decree, declare, and think your existence and your words create worlds, the more you tell them that, and the more they walk that out and see that it doesn't always work that way, that it seldom actually works that way, the more they're going to be led to a place of despair and disillusionment with their faith. Because that is not how things work, okay? The person who chases fantasies will get their share of poverty. But the person that puts their hand to the plow and works their land will have their abundance of food. That's in Proverbs. That is how God set up the, the, the world to work, okay? That you reap what you sow, not that you think and manifest. Because God spoke the world, it doesn't mean you can speak reality. You can't speak a million dollars into your life. I mean, unless you're building a business around speaking and podcasting and live streaming or rapping, okay? But it's not the same as I'm just going to speak and speak and speak and it's going to come to fruition. These things come with consequences, okay? These things are dangerous. That doesn't mean you shouldn't aspire to become healthy or become wealthy or whatever. And I'm definitely not saying quench the spirit. I'm just saying we, we have to use the scriptures as our guardrails. So when I tell you guys I'm charismatic, I'm saying I'm charismatic with a seatbelt. Now, seatbelt is the word of God. And you should be too. All right. So those are my thoughts on this entire thing. If you want to watch the previous uh, video about uh, Bethel and how uh, the, some of the crazy stuff going on, we'll pull, pull that up here. If you guys want to check out Pastor Mike Winger's full video, we'll pull that up here. If you want to partner with us on our online community, we'll have that linked up over here as well. Help us continue contextualizing the gospel. I'll see you over there. All right. Peace.